self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artist what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red because i couldn't think of anything else to be this week all right well you calamity red <laughs> and we are conversation con artists back for another fantastic episode I want y'all to go to the Twitters and the Instagrammies and follow me at Mr. Underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and shout it out to us that way, Conversation Con Artists. But before we begin with these letters, because we have a couple, a few, one of which is long as fuck. Um, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, we are going to do the poetry for this week. I think I went live first last week. You did. So that for it's your turn. Yes, ma'am. This so this is a poem based off of a song that my mama used to sing. It's titled the same thing, if my pillow could speak, but it was a Christian gospel ish song and I don't even know where she got it from. I know she got it from somewhere. She stole it from somebody. <laughs> but she was singing, and I used to like when she sang it. Now, my mom used to play the keyboard at churches. Oh. You know, she was not, she's not a classically trained pianist or anything, but, like, she can play. Like, if you need somebody to play for any kind of song, she can play it. Oh, that's cool. And so a lot of the churches we went to, she led the praise team or just played the piano for the praise team, but she always sang. And she always used to have me and my brother singing, too, as the sharp boys. <laughs> um... Because that's my last name. But uh, we would do rap scriptures, and uh, <laughs> and it was horrible. It was a parent's <laughs> perception of what rap sounded like, but with Jesus in it. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it was horrible. I wish y'all had recordings, because I'd no. money to listen to that. No, we don't need... The only place that stuff remains is in my brain. Damn. That's Securely locked up. And every now and then, I like well, try to see how much of it I can remember. We can ever get some of this Black Mirror. You watch Black Mirror? I've seen some episodes. There was an episode where um, they could extract memories. So we could extract memory, those memories and have them and laugh. Hell no. <laughs> what if you get the wrong memory out? Well, they. What I if you get be, the memory of me touching myself <laughs> in a particular way? That's very pedophilic at this point, and <laughs> no, um, I would not be. I mean, I'm not saying that you did it on purpose, but I'm not. But you are now <laughs> in in the. You now have child porn at your disposal, and you you're gonna go to jail. I would not be the one that will pull the memories, so I would hope that they would check it before they gave it to have me. Have you ever seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yes. So this is a movie, if, if you haven't seen it, about Jim Carrey, who they create this machine, and he'd be like, I hate my memories. I want them gone. But once they start getting pulled out, he start realizing, no, I want my memories, you know? So, But it's too late now. They're yep. pulling them all out. So it's like he running through his brain trying to keep them from taking out all these memories. I don't want nobody playing around in my brain. I mean, yeah. I, I, Period. Yeah. It's probably not the... You know, safest of things to do, but I want to see it. So <laughs> that being <laughs> said, that being said, rap scriptures are safely locked away. Damn, I'm sorry, it's unfortunate. And but I'm gonna do this poem that was the uh, the concept is taken from whoever my mama took that song from. 
But this poetry is called If My Pillow Could Speak. If my pillow could speak, it would tell tales of my tragedies and how many of my days are filled with emotional savagery. See, at my pillow, I can be indiscriminately honest without worry that my intimate image would be tarnished. So if my pillow could speak, it would tell you of my transgressions and nights that I cried out my woeful confessions. And my pillow lets me speak freely and never impedes. And indeed, it's there for me every night I'm in need. My pillow knows of my pains and the wounds that have followed and how many pills I've tried so desperately to swallow. If my pillow could speak, it wouldn't mumble but speak vibrantly, for the pain that I have stained it with has impressed upon it violently. My pillow opens me, vows to listen to my stories, from meaningful metaphors down to ignorant allegories. From silly to serious in different categories, my pillow knows that all I have are stories. Then I speak to my pillow, I tell it of my history, and my pillow knows all that to you is a mystery. My pillow doesn't speak back to me, but it really doesn't need to. See, it absorbs my deepest fears and always finds a way for me to see through. You know, if my pillow could speak, it would tell you some things like my smile is great, but not always what it seems. It would tell you that I try to live through my hopes and my dreams and some of my days or and some days I'm at the end of my rope, but it's more like a string. Sometimes what I think is a whisper is more like a scream or sometimes my life feels more like a scheme. The truth about my pillow, though, is that it doesn't speak. None of these thoughts lay gently at the top of my sheets. If only I could be that free when in reality, my pillow is actually me. Snap, snap, snap. Snap, snap. There snap. it is. My pillow. Um, which I need to wash. <laughs> well, not the pillow. This like the, the cover. The pillow cover. Pillow case. case. The case. That's correct. Well, I was going to do a love poem, but you didn't do a love poem, and I don't really want to be on that shit this week, so <laughs> changed it at the last minute. Um, so... I'm not the most religious of people. I like to think of myself as more spiritual than religious. What that mean? Um, that I, religion to me is this very strict, organized entity, and I'm not really with it. Like I don't feel like I need a church. I don't need a pastor. I don't need any of those things for me to have peace within myself and figure out what the fuck it is that I need to do. I feel like religion is very contingent upon the people and power within it mm-hmm. and i ain't really with it um but so this is called lady of the night which is exactly what it sounds like okay um, freak hole freak hole uh and i made this because we already know rick james rick james told us when they come out he's coming out at night um so i wrote this because i, I think i was in college 2011 I was no longer in college. I think I I just was tired of people that I know their life, like outside of like Facebook, that were posting all these like really religious, like condescending things about how other people should live their life. And I'm like, bitch, you know, I know where you was at last night. Why you telling these people how they should live? Uh, So that's what inspired (laughs) this boy. I can't stand this shit. Like, live and let live. Like, if you feeling a need to go tell other people about everything that's wrong in their life, usually what that tells me is that you got some shit in your life that you don't want to address. And so instead, you choose to pick apart somebody else's life when your shit is probably fucked up behind the scenes. So that's where this came from. It's called Lady of the Night. (laughs) Um... 
She exudes magnificent style and grace. It's hard to believe she deceives. She's a fake, and her walk isn't so elegant. There's a slight limp in her gait, and yet she debates on what's proper and what's not. She has selective amnesia. See, she conveniently forgot her other personality. She's a lady of the night, but what you do in the dark will eventually come to light. And it's not right, but still she condescends, standing tall on her soapbox while telling others how they should live. But while the world slumbers, her house has a revolving door, and she no longer lives by those morals she's made herself so famous for. Alcohol and pills make for a great time, and all her noble speeches are farthest from her mind until those bell chime. But Cinderella, she's not. She's just a lady of the night whom the light of day has caught. And so she cleans up all the proof. Her mask is back in place, and she stands before the world, the epitome of style and grace. And she, but she's a fake, and her walk isn't so elegant. There's a slight lip in her gait. And just, but just wait, karma has a way of coming round. And as she sets her sights on heaven, her shamed soul is unfortunately hellbound. She's a, a lady of the night, but self-righteous perfection during the day. But almost doesn't count. You're either in or you're out. No half-stepping along the way. Beware those that talk loudest, constantly speaking on what you should do. The ladies of the night, uh, the ladies and men of the night shine brightest in daylight. But in the end, you must answer for only you. Snappity snap snaps. <laughs> okay. Lady uh, of the night. Lady of the night. That's a really, really eloquent way of talking about a freak. <laughs> Very eloquent. That's just good. <laughs> I bet every every loose lady would love to be referred to as a lady of the night yes. and spoken of with such high regard, like acknowledging the other parts of her. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like the other parts of you are fake, though. Like. They're they're what you do to hide the shit that you got going on at night. <laughs> no, no, no. How can you tell the difference between a, a lady in the streets and a freak, or a lady in the sheets? Wait, lady, lady in, the in the streets and, and a freak, freak in the, in the sheets? sheets. I feel like so. Again, if you're somebody that minds your fucking business and you just live your life in a certain way because that's what you want to do, and like you it's happen, golden. huh? Living your life like it's golden. Living your life like it's golden, but you happen to happen to do some freaky shit at night. That's different than you out here living your life like it's golden, telling other people how they need to live their life like it's golden, and and you know talking shit about them for doing the same shit you do in the dark they just doing they shit in the light for the world to see so you want to tell them what they should be doing even though you're doing the exact shit you just hide yours they don't give a fuck enough to hide this you just as bad you're the same as they are even worse actually because again you know what they are she's a hoe (laughs) you know that but like i feel like these type of people are the people that you think you got a good one till you find out she's (laughs) Oh, I didn't horrible. know you was out here doing all this whole shit. I here wilding out. I here wilding the fuck out. You had me thinking that you, you, you was gonna be my first lady. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. To the letters. We got letters. Who we going We got letters from Colin Rockman Three K Three from the Nerd Plate and Leroy Ketchum from the Nerd Plate. Leroy, I got a. I got a story I'm going to dedicate to you later on in the show. So if you're she listening, does. make sure you listen to the whole show, my nigga, because I got something for you. <laughs> What's up, Colin? Uh, number one, Bill Cosby is not the hill to die on, my fellow Wakandans. Also, the police <laughs> and the system came hard and fast, phrasing, 
for Subway Jared Fogle and Jerry Sandusky for sex crime, two white men. Yes. I repeat, if you want to argue justice, Bill Cosby <laughs> is not the hill to die on. <laughs> I fully agree. Yes. Bill Cosby, like, no. <laughs> they they always had this dialogue about they coming for black men. It they how, where where R. Kelly. They ain't came for R. Kelly. Nope. R. Kelly has given a ton of signs and indicators that he should have been the one that has been come for. Yeah. Bill Cosby, you know, but even if they are coming for black men. Bill Cosby got one foot in the grave. Like, at this point, saying they coming for him, so is death. It's, a, it's like a race at this point to see who get him first. Because even now that he's been found guilty, this nigga got one foot in the grave. Like, coming for him, like... It, this isn't gonna affect his life at all. He he on house arrest. That nigga was gonna be in the house anyway because he old. Coming for him like eh? well, okay. Like I said last week, um, even if they are coming for Bill Cosby because he black and any other man because they black, welcome to America. Yep. Since you just got here yesterday, this is America. I mean, this is what Don't we get got. You slipping though. <laughs> the Don't statistics. Get you slipping, Statistics yeah. tell the truth. Well, and he's two. right. I'm very glad that he brought up uh, Subway Jared and Sandusky because they did come very hard at them. Subway yeah. Jared was about to, oh, he probably has at this point been raped repeatedly, I would imagine. Maybe. Um, and Kate, for those of you who that sounds terrible, but if you don't know, Sex offenders, especially those who target children, are on the b- very bottom of the totem pole in prison. To the point where sometimes they have to be put in protective custody because the other prisoners make it their point to fuck them up. Literally and figuratively. So, they are literally at the bottom of a totem pole. They really are. Because you, if you think that your crime don't matter when you go in... You would be sadly mistaken. There are some there's some shits you can do that society will frown on, and so will the other convicts within the prison system. I still don't condone rape. No. But I know it happens. Yes. To people like him. Yes. Uh, number two from Colin. Charlemagne is trash. Yes, accurate. I used to like Charlemagne just listening to him on Vlad's couch, mm-hmm. which he interviewed a lot of artists and stuff. But like my new understanding of Charlemagne is that if he like you, he he shows on the show that he like you. Yeah. If he don't like you, he shows on the show that he don't like you. And if even if he believe like the childish Gambino interview he had, he don't believe this to like when with Umar Johnson saying the same things that people saying regarding Childish Gambino, he's with it. But now you know that it's racial issues that we. So I don't I don't know his level of growth, man. He just seemed to be, his perceptions and ideas just seemed to go with who was in front of him at the time. So the consistency that I thought he might have had ain't ain't there. Well, and he just he full of shit. Like I didn't watch the royal wedding. I get we'll talk about it, but he got on I don't know what social media platform and was saying black women being queens and we don't nigga shut the fuck up first of all let's not act like this is not a significant occurrence but she is mixed she's half black and half white but this is not no shit that the the royal family usually allows like this is a big deal like I don't know why people act like you can't enjoy something without them having to be like well 
black women being queens. First of all, Charlemagne, you ain't treated black women as such or had very nice things to say about us a lot of times, so you can shut the fuck up. Uh, and you can just let these people enjoy it. If you, if you ain't with it, then don't watch it. I didn't watch it. I moved on with my life. But the people that did watch it, I ain't had no problem with it. I hate when people do shit like this. And he talking about some, we didn't need a royal family to make black women queens. Okay. All right, Charlemagne. She ain't no queen anyway. She ain't no queen. She's going to be a duchess. Anyway, <laughs> Charlemagne. Yeah. Fuck him. He's become irritating for me to even watch the Breakfast Club interviews. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer Lewis had a really good Breakfast Club interview this week. The black mama of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I know Jennifer. I don't know how you could not know who Jennifer Lewis I is. I don't mean, I don't know names. I'm bad with names. I am too, but I know her name. Because she, she make all these funny videos and shit. And she just, I like her personality. Like who she actually is in real life uh, is a lot of these black mamas that she play. Like it Jennifer a, Lewis is amazing. It was a good interview. And Snoop Dogg had a good interview too. He started, he, they talked about Tupac. And I like interviews where they talk about Tupac. Yeah. Because he asked, just to go to that a little bit, he asked, how do you feel about all of these rappers that's, you know, comparing themselves to Tupac and saying that they like, they like Tupac? And he was like, I don't got no problem with it. Like, the new generation, they can do what they want to do. You know, the problem is they have to understand what kind of person Tupac was. He was a loving person, a caring person, a kind person. So if you ain't comparing yourself to Tupac on the grounds of what kind of person you are and your character, then it's just not accurate. Like, if you just think thug life was the only thing Tupac was, you know, comprised of. Yeah. You wrong, so I like that interview. But anyway, number three from Colin. Sorry to get so far off your letter. Uh, I agree about Kanye wishing he was Donald Glover. Perhaps, yeah. but you know what they say. If you have to keep telling everyone you're a genius, you're probably not. <laughs> Don Glover just is. He makes his art, and that's it. Kanye is a 40-year-old rapper with nothing else to his name except some ugly-ass sneakers and some holy wife beaters. Fuck out of here, Kanye. I love him. L. Thank you so much, Colin. <laughs> kind that. regards, Colin Smith. Appreciate yes. that, that input, man. And I... That is such a good point about the fact Donald Glover made This Is America. He like set that shit down and walked the fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He dropped this uh, bomb of hidden meanings and all of this shit. He just walked away. He had mm-hmm. that been Kanye? Kanye had been doing all kind of interviews talking about his process and talking about how he did this and that and what level of genius it takes and how everybody ain't going to be able to understand it because they ain't at his level. But you can understand it on a very, you know, simplistic... F- like, he would have been doing that shit. Donald Glover made that shit and just walked the fuck off. Like, all right, enjoy. He just rolled a grenade into America and then pulled, he pulled a pin, rolled a grenade in America. And walked the fuck and away. And then walked away. Nobody even saw him do it. Everybody just looked down and said, oh, grenade! Boom! And it blew up on everybody's ass and it's like, oh, this is America. Yep. Don't get this. Let me know. Listen, I listen to that shit in, in the morning and the part where he like starts dancing, I do that shit every fucking time. When I get dressed in the morning and that beat drop, I <laughs> that shit like it, it took to my surprise he's like oh friendly islandy type sound <laughs> and then as soon as that dude gets shot in the head it's a wrap you be like what wait what the fuck <laughs> like it take you a whole minute to catch catch up <laughs> cause it's so nothing about the beginning would lead you to believe that a murder is about to happen <laughs> yeah but uh, but yes that is true that true genius does not need to be told that it's genius it just is it exists again appreciate that um 
Colin. This is from Rockman. This is very long. It's very long. Um, <laughs> but you know, but I know Cliff, aka Rockman, got some valuable input um, in terms of the nerd dialogue that we had. Okay. Uh, Hey guys, Rockman 3K3 here, and I must say that was a magnificent episode and it touched home for me a lot. So this is a two-parter, and I'm sorry about that. I hope you guys forgive me. <laughs> Red, you basically and honestly answered the question, do women like a good nerd? With realness, and I sincerely appreciate your answer to the question because that is exactly what it is in terms of what women want. In my experience of the dating world as a nice guy, nerd, it's been really tough and exhausting. I've come to the understanding that it's not necessarily so much that women don't want a nice guy or a nice nerd guy, but rather, rather women are attracted to three things, success, security, and confidence. Yes. A lot of times, good guy nerds like myself usually struggle with all three because, well, to put it quite frankly, we are trying to do one of those things really well, but it will take time to get there. I have an axiom that I've created that has always proven to be true. Only a few want to start with you at the foundation of something and no one wants to help you build it. But everyone wants to come live and party with you once you reach the penthouse level of building. What does that mean? Well, speaking of my own hypothesis of why I'm not chosen a lot of time in the sport of dating would have to be because I'm still trying to get a lot of things in order to achieve a lot of things. And well, I can't be as flashy as someone focusing only on the now. I've made and I continue to make so many sacrifices for my dreams, my projects, and so many other things I have in works for the future. So I don't have time most times and most times money to seem flashy and successful or perceive that of a high status confident person. It's not to say that some people don't have that naturally, but it probably explains why some women pass over guys like me and then reminisce over us and lament us later when we are successful. I agree with Red's analysis and answer for women in those situations. Just be honest about what you want. Don't say you want a good man. Say exactly what you want and then work towards that happening. If women want an assertive man of success and confidence, then say that and stop stringing the less aggressive nice guy along. And I'm perfectly fine with the friend zone of friend zoning me. What I'm not okay with is visitation day in the friend zone. What is visitation day, you might ask? It's peering in to see if the glass dick is still secure in the jar and whether or not it's time to break it open. In any case, the definition of the nice guy nerd to, is... The goal with the flow guy who doesn't need to validate his masculinity every two seconds and knows exactly who he is and what he wants at all times. He's the guy that scratches his head every time some women complain about toxic masculinity, yet crave it in their personal lives all the time. He is a guy content with his nerd lifestyle while chasing his dreams and is still able to ask you out on a date for ice cream. We're not perfect and sometimes wear our motion on our sleeve and can be very stoic or silent at, our time, at times. We're... Can we... How my... Because I'm going to forget if I don't Go. comment. <laughs> I was with you up until the, the, the toxic masculine. Because that, that's a very... There's a big ass chasm between, you know, toxic masculinity, where you are. There's some middle ground. Like, I don't feel like it's either you're not very aggressive at all or you're like... Come here, bitch. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's the middle ground. I don't. I don't really agree with the whole. Cause I. I don't. I do not date people with toxic masculinity. But I also don't want to date somebody that I don't feel like. There's some middle ground. That's all I'm saying. Like I don't feel like it has to be one or the other. Well, masculine is the middle of the scale when it comes yeah. to like masculinity. Masculine is like the just general american and then you go over all the way over to the left and then you have somebody that is not masculine and then you go all the way to the right and that's what toxic toxic masculinity is yes it's like a scale upon which you lie on that 
on that situation. Everything in life is about balance. I mean, everything in life is about balance. So you don't have to go all the way to the toxic masculinity side, but there are things that you can do to bring you back into balance, into the middle part. So I was with you up into the toxic masculinity part. Sorry. We are content with not being the life of the party, but we will always give you the attention you deserve despite how you are portray- we, we are portrayed in the media. We know that while we are not a boss, we are leaders with the ability to think both abstractly and critically depending on what the situation calls in terms of demeanor and poise. We don't know everything in life, but we do know how to work together with you to make it to our goals together. We are chill guys whose main focus by the end of the day, whether it is a shitty day or a peaceful day, is our peaceful collective happiness and how we can grow together as people in our bubbles against the collection of craziness in this world. We are weird, crazy, cool, unique, special, and different people who follow our own form of bravado, but are always committed to being on the same frequency as if as you have given a chance. But only if we are given a chance, and most time we are not until you've tried everything else or got more experience elsewhere. But as always, we are right at the foundation where you left us. <laughs> this is my explanation on it, a little heavy-handed and romantic, I know, but I felt like you guys were talking about deeper than anything that i felt with my right hand also the second thing the poetry readings are awesome here's a name pen trails pen trails huh huh also i attached one of my poems to the email in case you guys are interested in reading it on air and i'm so sorry for the long email but that was a really really good episode and it's almost a bridge into a crossover between our shows again <laughs> thank you so much for a great episode and you guys keep conning the common vernacular of intellectuals that is conversation Jeez. Um. Well, so this letter was mostly uh, input. Oh, what nerd! On and what I, nerd let me is. say this, uh, rock man. Your definition describes you. I don't think that you can say across the board that this is what all nerds are like, um, because there are nerds that are. That's the thing. Like it, you being a nerd does not equal you being a nice guy. I don't know if we touched on that as much, but like there are some selfish ass nerds that this is what I want to do. I'm going to do this. You know, there are nerds that don't pull themselves away from video games. I play video games and I don't mind um, dating somebody that plays video games. But if, if that is what your sole interest is or, or I can't pull you from that, you know, that might be an issue. So I feel like your description describes you, but not necessarily everyone that may identify themselves as a nerd. And I think we, the issue that we had last week was kind of com- coming up with a common definition. And you know what? I think I think video games and anime and things of that nature, I think that's also popular nerd culture. It is. Because you got astronomy nerds. Uh-huh. You got science, chemistry nerds. Yep. You got like philosophy nerds. You got nerds in every genre. That's why like, to me, how do you define a nerd? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Is a measure nerd, like, is a measure nerd having all of that knowledge of, of, of a particular intense topic, but you know, but also not having social cues to interact with people appropriately. Because what if you have all that knowledge, but your social interaction with people is fine? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know. Like, and, and so it's it's really up in the air. Like, or is it the aesthetic? You know, is it the Steve Ur- Urkel versus the Stefan? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Urkel. Urkel. Like, was it just the look that made a difference? Because. Because Stefan Urkel had all the exact same knowledge as Steve Urkel. Yeah, he just you know? was a lot smoother. He was just smooth. So Laura was attracted to one versus the other one. Yeah. You know, so I mean that that's where my 
when you got a bunch of women saying we love nerds, you know, it's easy for them to say I love somebody who just watch anime and play video games and know a lot about science. Yeah. But they have that social interaction. Yeah. It's real easy for them to say that. You know, but what about how you feel about the Steve Urkels? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what do you define them as? Is there a difference between nerds and geeks? Because, you know, when you're talking about Saved by the Bell and Screech or or uh, or Steve Urkel, yeah. you got, like, nerds versus geek type situation. Yeah. You know True. what I'm saying? So, and I mean, it's so much it, I think, that I'm trying to tease out and, and get some definitions for. And again, nothing is a one size fit all and everything is about balance. Like, I usually date people that play video games and that watch anime, even though I don't watch anime. The current, the person that I'm dating now, though, doesn't really play video games. He has like one game that he plays and that's kind of it. He doesn't watch anime. He like is into sports, so he watches like basketball and shit, which I don't, I ain't into. Um, he he's mu- uh, a lot more what would be titled like mask. He works out and all of that shit, but he's also one of the most chivalrous uh, <laughs> or chivalry and he's very he chivalrous. He's one of the most chivalrous guys I've ever met as far as opening doors and like. Like, he gets upset because I'm not used to people opening doors and I go and open doors. Like, here's the issue that I've had lately. I will let him open the first door. You know, you go to a restaurant, it's two doors. I let him open the first door and I'm like, well, I'm ahead. I'm just going to open this second door. But he expect me to wait for him to open the second door, too. So we've been having kind of an issue with that because I'm like, well, I'm already here. I just should open the door I'm right here. And then, I, whatever. But anyway, neither here nor there. But so... If you looked at him, you would not think that he does the things or is as considerate of a person because he looks like somebody who wouldn't be considerate just from like appearances. But that's not who he is. So like, it just everything is not a one size fit all. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, yeah, this was really good input about nerds, but it was I like it was very specific. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like to him. So like, that's I do who think Rockman is. But uh, but I don't know. That's all nerds. Because I mean, there's different genres of nerds. Like you got mm-hmm. World of Warcraft nerds who don't even get up out of the. That's what I'm saying. Off they chair, yep. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like so, like there's levels. Rock man, you're very very social, you know, and and functional as it pertains to your yeah. your knowledge. If if we're gonna equate that knowledge to being a nerd, you know. Mm-hmm. But we all got stuff to work on, man. Yeah. In that sense, mm-hmm. I just I like I'm just still I'm just trying to get a good handle on what a nerd is. So that's all my my comments was looking at. But I appreciate you for writing in, man. Yeah, we're gonna read your poem next week because yep. we got because this letter was long and <laughs> we got another long letter from your partner. So all right, y'all Leroy. need to check out Nerd Plate podcast. What the fuck, Leroy talking about? Leroy, the title of this email is question if i have 10 apples and you have 11 ice cubes how many pancakes are on the roof a purple because aliens don't wear hats <laughs> that is leroy ketchum everybody is. that is a very good example of who he is and what it is like to interact with him <laughs> yeah hey yo what's good my ninjas a particular comment was brought up in your last recording about nerds and oreos and some shit i don't remember said comment I can, however, say that <laughs> being a nerd is just being obsessed about any particular subject. 
I can see that. I mean that that fits into my science yeah. philosophy. If you know a bunch about a particular subject, yeah. uh, but let's continue. Growing up a young light skinned gent and going to a pretty white school, I had a bit of an identity crisis. I've always been called white by my African American community, while and white kids were never quite sure what I was. When I transitioned to my high school, which had more black people. I really wasn't accepted by my brethren. I was called an Oreo and all kinds of nicknames. I was always a nerd who listened to stuff like Linkin Park and Gorillas and the like. I was a huge video game guy like I still am. First of all, there is nothing wrong with Linkin Park and Gorillas. Well, Those in his definition, <laughs> just knowing a lot about them is the variable, not anything about those particular groups themselves well yeah but i feel like a lot of black people don't listen to i think that's more of a black white than nerd thing because well but that's how black people define that yeah that's how black people from the outside define if you ain't if it ain't cool yeah to them it's nerd shit lincoln park and gorillas is fucking amazing but go carry on (laughs) i mean back then it was nerd shit. Like, Linkin Park went hot till Jay-Z did a little thing with him. Yeah, but look how old Leroy is. Like, back then ain't I back then for him. Like, back then for him is like when we was in college. <laughs> well, I guess it never changed when it comes to yeah. black kids that identify what they think is cool. Yeah. Because even for the, for the guys he was around, even at his age, was Gucci Mane who they was listening to. And if he was listening to Linkin Park... Then those are vastly different white folk things. shit. Yeah, okay. you know that. It, I don't think it matter really what generation or age. Yeah. When I transitioned to my high school, which had more black people, I wasn't really accepted by my brethren. I was calling Oreo and all kind of nicknames. I was. I went back a little bit. I was always a nerd who listened to stuff like Linkin Park and Gorillas and the like. I was a huge video game guy, like I still am. I wasn't persecuted too much for being a nerd. It was more for being light skinned But even that passed. The different part of me, while I was hard as hell in the video games anime and rock music i was also an athlete so i guess i had a leg up from most nerds Mm -hmm. i was also not a young god like now but i but i was also (laughs) but i was also not where i am with the ladies like i've seen most nerds do i like my status as a nerd like i am because i can hoop i can drink but i can also argue about most things nerdy especially anime and video games most beautiful people don't believe it and they see the turtle backpack or the goku shirt as you know, here comes the dumb stuff. Red. Nigga, no. <laughs> he, uh, this is a picture of Doug with his, Doug Funny, if y'all remember that show, Doug, with a whole wardrobe, with his whole wardrobe the same. This is a play on the gray shirt that old boy was probably wearing. First of all, I will have y'all know <laughs> that I was with him for, well, I didn't see him on Thursday. Wednesday, Friday, we even went out of town. We didn't stay overnight, but um, he didn't even have on anything gray. Not the shirt, the pants, nothing gray, okay? He does not wear the same gray shirt all the time. And again, on point, I blame you for that bullshit. <laughs> he does not have the same uniform. He doesn't, Leroy. If you knew how little I cared about you blaming me, <laughs> you wouldn't even say that. But... <laughs> That's but it right. sounds like things are going well. You'll have a lifetime to find that shirt, target it, get rid of it, to make sure that he never wears it again <laughs> because you're going to be fucked with in your head. 
every time you see him wear that if shirt, my ever... voice is gonna be protruding in your in your head. Cole <laughs> Jackson from the government name voice, Shogun, these pictures that Leroy Ketchum is sending. Him so much. They just gonna be circling around in your head. If he with ever that meets shirt. you niggas, I'm he's not wearing anything gray. If he comes to my house with something gray on, I'm gonna be like, hey, Listen. Maybe we no. Listen, I'm not, not the type that's ever gonna confront. I know, but it, I don't need you know? y'all seeing it in person because I would have to deal with it later. <laughs> like I don't think y'all would say shit to him. You might I don't well, want to hear it. You might as well get ready to tell him the story. <laughs> no. And it's your fault. How is it my because fault? Because you sent both of them pictures. I didn't even realize he had to say gray shirt on until you pointed it I'm out. I'm observant the, for a living. <laughs> the shirts were it, the pictures were taken like it wasn't like he you know they were two days apart and he just wear the shirt all the time i didn't even realize it till you said something <sighs> lero that's all right i got something for you also what's your position on cock rings now if you are interested in you know knowing where this dialogue come from go listen to the government name podcast and listen to cole jackson and shogun have a dialogue about this but I don't. Uh, I haven't used one before. I don't have a position on it, but I do plan on using one at some point in the future. But I, I don't. This that's long term relationship stuff for me. So I'm not just using them for whatever. Am I supposed to respond? Do to you me? know anything about? I, no, and I don't want this. This that was not an invitation like a, to give me a description. It traditionally would be, but I'm gonna let you off the hook. <laughs> Also, in the popular song, I Know You See It by Young Jock, he references oral sex, and I quote, chewing on that pussy slash dick like a piece of bubble gum, and we have let this slide for years. Damn it, something needs to be done. (laughs) Yes, that's stupid. That sounds painful. That doesn't sound enjoyable at all. And I think rap is one of those genres of music where, like, if you listen, they say a lot of shit that don't make no fucking sense, and people just let it ride. Like, that is one example of thousands, I'm sure, of, of shit that they say in songs that if you sit down and think about it, you'd be like, the fuck is he talking about? It's just some like, like in one song Lil Wayne said, my G's move in silence like lasagna. Yeah, that makes sense. But what <laughs> the fuck did it got to do with anything he talking about? Because the G in lasagna, you don't hear it. I understand that. It just, why though? I don't know, because he thought it was clever. That's why they say a lot of things, because they think that it's clever. Yeah, I do not think it was clever. (laughs) I just do not think it was clever. I mean. I don't think, like, first off, I'm I'm hungry now. Okay, (laughs) thanks. You was just talking about your your goons, all right? And now I'm hungry. Those things should not, I should not have transitioned to understanding how your goons operate to being hungry from he, this uh, metaphor. He does that a lot with his metaphors. Like, I can't think of anything specific at the moment. He do but it every two bars. He does. It'll be something that you like, okay. Like, I mean, it makes sense, but like, okay. Whatever. Yeah. As always, I have been Leroy, Young God, Sage, Saiyan, and Destroyer of Pies. Catch him. I hate him. I hate him so much. Now let me say this about Leroy as far as the nerd shit. I he but I feel like he's a good example of what I was saying as far as that you can you can have these interests in these things. He he comes across as a very confident person in who he is. Now 
judging from that letter, maybe he wasn't so much in high school, but who was? But like now, even when I, like the first time that I ever interacted with him, he has a very, he has a lot of confidence about himself. So he's nerdy, but like, again, I don't know that it's the nerd stuff that women have an issue with as opposed to the, the other things that come up, that can come along with that because he's a good example of that. He's very confident. Um, he's very funny, but he also is into nerd shit. <laughs> but he play he ball he a ball his life ass nigga. Like and that's the thing. That's what I like about about Rockman's letter. He said that three things: success, security, and confidence. Yeah. You know, so and I feel like those things do weigh out more than like nerd shit. If you're a nerd, but you have those things. I just don't know that the nerd shit is gonna outweigh those things. So like, that, so then we start trickling over into nerdiness being connected to character traits. Yeah, you know, and the level of knowledge and the lack of smoothness. Like it's so many different things. Yeah. That's why I'm saying like before we just say I like nerds, I don't like nerds. I think we gotta have some kind of definition, and it just seems like it's so big, yeah. And it's such a wide range of what can be considered nerd. Mm -hmm. Like, what about people who don't have no kind of knowledge about nothing? They just ain't successful, confident, or or, or secure person. That's you these know? niggas that be laying on these bitches' couches and driving their car. Why they gone? No, it ain't. They at least them dudes at least provide some what perceived level of security. What security? Because these dudes be them uh, overcompensating goons, <laughs> dudes who act tough and look tough and look like they'll do something. I guess that 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 looks like security to those women. Well, they need to change up and they, they confident of security and they confident. They confident in their ability to trick this woman. <laughs> True. Into taking her stuff. That ain't the kind of confidence I need. Though. I need you to be confident in yourself, not confident in your scamming your skill abilities. Set. <laughs> My scamming skill set. <laughs> I'm I have a lot to I'm offer. I'm the best scammer ever, bitch. <laughs> you never met a scammer like me. I have a lot to offer scammers, not women. I be driving your car. You won't even understand how the fuck we got here. Be picking you up late from work. <laughs> yeah. Hold Baby on. boy. Jody is a good example of that. That shit was so fucking stupid. I hate that movie. I don't know why everybody think that movie is so great, but I fucking hate it. It's the worst. Stupid ass. Me either. Don't know. Nothing about that movie was uh, helpful. No. To the just, perception of the black community. It's just a stupid movie. It's a baby mama movie. Yeah. That is accurate. Um, is that all the letters? That is all the letters. All Thank y'all for uh for y'all responses. Indeed. Appreciate input. it. I really do. Uh, if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, and send us a letter that way. And so we're just going to go right into Leroy Ketchum. Leroy Ketchum, I want to dedicate this news story to you because I know you a ball as life ass nigga. So this is probably something you can relate to, okay? 25-year-old facing charges after enrolling as a freshman and posing as homeless Hurricane Harvey victim so he could relive his high school basketball glory days. This nigga re-enrolled in school so he could, like, play basketball. It wasn't enough to just play, you know, around, uh, uh, you know, down the street, you know. He, he wanted to be on, like, a team playing other teams and have a coach and... He wants to do that. Um, 
Uh, his name is, and then his name, Sidney Gilstrap Portly. Gilstrap. Yep. Is that his middle name? No, his it's a hyphenated last name. Gilstrap Portly. What mama do that to their kids? <laughs> what do you mean? Is it her for her last name, Gilstrap? What? That's the last name, Gilstrap. Who hyphenate their kids' names? Some people do that shit. Why? I don't know. Who names are those? Like, whose names be hyphenated when you give a hyphenated name to your kids? It's the parent. Like, so her maiden name, probably Gilstrap, and she got married portly but she didn't just want to be a portly so she hyphenated her name and then hyphenated the kids names whatever <laughs> uh, so he was apparently doing this thing on the basketball team making headlines for almost a whole year until an old coach recognized him and snitched him out basically he apparently even dated a 14 year old classmate <laughs> According to them. Now you're doing too much now, Sydney. Like, it's bad enough that you are pretending to be a, a hurricane, a victim of a hurricane, and that, and that you don't have a home and that you back on the team. But uh, dating a 14 year old is what they call statutory. <laughs> and that's a problem. The girl's mom apparently had met him and uh, thought that he was the same age. He, he looks, you know, these kids. Have be you looking. been in the high school? No. I ain't been in high school since I was in high school, probably. I go to schools to work with kids. Mm-hmm. And so many of these kids look Old. so grown. <laughs> and it ain't really no surprise that an actual grown man can get away with being in a school. Well, again, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a basketball player. So, Leroy, if you'd like to write in next week and let us know why ball is life to this extent, please do. But let's say he just really wanted to play. That's fine, I guess. Do that. But the dating of the 14-year-old girl, like... But what if that was his actual goal? To date the 14-year-old? Yes. What if his goal was to integrate into a school, get to the school, and then date the 14-year-old girl, and he just happened to get on the basketball team while he was doing that? Like, how do we know he's not just a pedophile instead of a baller's life cat? I mean, that's worse than him being a baller. Oh, absolutely. It's worse. I'm just saying. (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm just saying. Ain't nobody ever did this for basketball, but they be doing this to get with these young underage girls. Yeah, I mean. I feel like R. Kelly whole career. I feel like when R. Kelly was like 15 years old, he was like, I want to be a singer. So I get some young girls. (laughs) I'm going to craft my life in a way that's going to help me get young girls. Like, I don't feel like he ever liked older women. (laughs) <laughs> like not. I don't think his love for women ever passed seventeen. Doesn't seem like it did. And he said, "What is the best career teacher now? That be hard to get him to do my house uh, <laughs> daycare worker. But yeah, you know, if I if I expose myself, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get put on the sex offender. <laughs> what can I be? You know what? I could be a fucking R and B singer. I can sing. Let me see if I can sing. La 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 la. Oh shit! I can sing. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm going, boy. I'm gonna get all of the 14 year olds. Jesus. Hopefully, Sydney was not of that mindset. Maybe clearly because R. Kelly been thinking about it since he was 10. Yes. Sydney just started thinking about it when a hurricane happened. He yeah. said, "How can I capitalize Wait. on this situation?" Or he might have just really wanted to play basketball, and because he around all these little girls all the time, I guess he just. I I don't know because again this is the issue that i have with with pedophilia because i i don't have that predilection so like it doesn't make sense to me i don't give a fuck if i was like 
pretending to be in school at a school. I just can't see me finding a little 14-year-old boy attractive. I just can't. I can't see me being like, well, I'm here. And they think I'm the same age. By the way, I'll just date him. Like, that's so creepy to me. Like, I just, I don't understand how you, how you make that okay in your mind. Like, well, you know, she's 14. That's all They right. got a couple of screws up in their head loose. <laughs> that's, I mean... You don't have that. Yeah. Your screws are somewhat, somewhat. secured. Yeah, a little bit. There's like secure. they like they like if you look in their brain, some of their screws on the floor, <laughs> you can look up and don't know where the hell which holes they go in. Like, damn, that screw long and that was short. I don't know which the fuck one go into this hole. You know, so I mean they, they are compromised mentally to the degree yeah. that they they like that. Well, I really I mean, I guess I think that there's some prepubescent situation i think pedophilia is more like a fetish i think something happened at that age with them and girls and it and it never allowed their minds to push them past an attraction level that it should have so as they continued to grow their mind was stagnant in the age of women that they deal with i don't that's don't that ain't no that don't condone that shit you know what I'm saying? That Do you think some of them just find it easier to interact with 14 year olds as opposed to a woman I, their age? Because of that reasoning. Yes, I think that. I think that it don't go that far. Yeah. And I think that even though like somebody like R. Kelly has probably learned very well to communicate with adults in the adult mm-hmm. world in the business, I think that he really, really can connect with these young girls as evidenced by his ability to get them to fucking live in cages. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> he is literally. The embodiment of the Pied Piper. <laughs> the fact that he chose that fucking name is still just, I, it blows my mind that that he was that straightforward with what the fuck he is. Like, if y'all don't know the story of the Pied Piper, he... For, for new listeners, for new <laughs> listeners, the Pied Piper in the old German tales. And if you know anything about old German stories, they are fucking horrible. They are. They... They had a whole bunch of like terror, like Hansel and Gretel, because mm-hmm. that ain't no American shit. They names is Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. That's German shit. That shit never turned out good, but it was to scare kids. It yeah. was like fear tactics to get kids to do what adults needed them to do. Yeah. So they had a bunch of like horrible stories, and the Pied Piper was one, but it was more an adult horror story. That was an adult horror but story. The Cause there were rats. The, yeah. the 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 town was like infested with rats. They he could play his little pipe or uh, his little flute and <laughs> he had a little tune. He did, and the rats would follow, and so he ridded the city of the rats, and they were supposed to pay him. Well, then they started trying to you know fuck around with not wanting to pay him what they had agreed upon. Power pipe was like, "Where my money?" <laughs> and the king was like, "Bitch, no." <laughs> <laughs> Close the gates on his ass. So what he did okay. was played a different tune and got all the children in the village to follow him and basically took all their children from Except from them. one kid, like the kids that were blind, the kids that were physically disabled. Yeah. They were the ones that didn't escape and they told all the adults yep. what happened. But in the story, the kids never were found. Nope. Nobody knows what happens. <laughs> if you go look at some of the history of the story, it's hypotheses as to what happened. Some of them say he walked the kids into the water and they all drowned. Some say he walked the kids into a, sla- a, a cave and started having like sex with them. Like it's a bunch of horrible stories of what he did. The fact that R. Kelly literally named himself the fucking Pop Piper, a man who plays music to lure children. Like how 
much more straightforward could a name be? Like, that was the perfect name for the most awful reasons. <laughs> it is amazing to me. And nobody... I feel like this is like a recent thing that people are like, it's fucked up he named himself. Cause I feel like when he first started calling himself the Pied Piper, even when this shit started first coming out with him and these young girls, Leah even, I don't I don't know if people was like, oh, that's why that nigga called himself the Pied Piper. I feel like it took us a little time to catch up with the fact that this nigga really is the Pied Piper out here. Like, he really out here doing this shit. Like, that's just crazy to me that he chose that fucking name, yo. Really? That's ridiculous. The best name he could have ever chosen. And for the worst reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Leroy, I mean, I know ball is life and I know you like to play ball. But just don't be like Sydney. You know, you don't have to go back. And and Leroy worked with kids, so <laughs> you don't need to like go back to high school to play to play ball. You just y'all got a group, don't you? A group chat where y'all yes, we get, do. Okay. So you just need to stick to that, Leroy. Just don't you're just not gonna be able to relive your your high school days. So, let this be a cautionary tale about what not to do. So, ball is life, man. Ball is life. Um. So, if you watch porn, raise your hand. Let the record show that my hand is raised. <laughs> You sound like um, <laughs> you sound like Eminem on the end of Eight Mile when he was like, "Now everybody from the three one three, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me." And then the very thing he was like, "Now while he stands up, notice that this man did not have his hands up." <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. Um, you know, corner to our society, I, I I'm not proud of it. You know, in the context <laughs> of our society, but you know, I don't. It's just. It's just what it is, you know. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I'm ashamed of doing it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's just it's what it is. <laughs> and if you haven't, like, if you don't watch porn, like, I'm sure you've seen a pop-up that you ain't expect to see. I don't or, believe that there's anybody that has never seen a porn ever. I just don't believe that. If you say that, I, I'm going to look at you side. I don't know, man. I think, like, Catholics, they some probably are the biggest watchers of porn because well, they- I'm not saying I'm <laughs> saying that Catholicism in its extreme version, you might find a person who ain't never seen nothing like that. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I don't know. It's people out there who ain't seen. I feel porn. like even then that that you telling them to this extreme that they can't do all of these other things. Well, I'll just watch this porn in the privacy of my own home and masturbate. I feel like they are more likely to do it just because of the fact that they have to be so uh, suppressed because yeah. of their religion. So I just don't believe. I think everybody has seen porn at some point. Like you may not watch it religiously, but I just I feel like everybody has seen. Well. If you if you if you watch it if you know about it there there's a bunch of different genres of it we there talked is. about this before. we have talked about this and unfortunately. Uh, you know interracial mm-hmm. interracial really only means a black man with a white woman so what is a black woman with a white man I mean it's technically interracial yeah. but that's not the focus of the porn industry that's okay like oh a, a black woman with anybody ain't really it's just a black woman getting banged by some dude we can't even get no respect in the porn industry god damn there's a lot of racism in the porn industry Shit. but there's also a lot of invalidate 
invalidations of people because they are in porn. For example, we see a lot of that with Stormy Daniels. Yes. They continue to try to invalidate her truths just because she's in an industry that society frowns upon. Here's my issue. You, which, If you feel that way about her, then you really should be upset at your president for even fucking around with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, If you feel like she's this terrible, awful person, he willingly voluntarily had an affair with a porn star but she the one that's the problem in this situation the fuck out of here people are stupid misogyny. but anyway the story misogyny is, at its best. <laughs> it's definitely misogyny um the man is our everybody's okay with the man doing what he do but the woman isn't it's not a good situation for her a pale uh, a black male porn star is suing after his white female co-star called him the n-word during filming so was that because I know from online dating now and ghetto gagging, was that part of the the setup for this particular no, porn? No, no, because they asked like a, him oh, okay. if they could. Because to be honest, there's a large portion of porn that caters to racists. I figured as much. That's why I was yeah. asking, like, was it supposed to be that way? Or, or, but you're saying that Apparently, they had asked when he came him, on set. Not when he came on set, but when he got there, <laughs> when he got to the place where he works to have this scene, he did not accept this job under the pretense that it was going to be some kind of racial dialogue okay. to it. They asked him if he could, they could, and he said, no, I do not like that word. I don't like being called that word, and I don't care if I'm butt naked. You can't just call me what you want to call me. But she did it anyway at the very end of the scene. And so now he's suing sue him go ahead I just if you don't. didn't agree to it then you didn't agree to it because here's the thing you asked him if it was okay and he and he told you no if you were not gonna honor it you shouldn't even ask i don't know i don't think it's gonna be taken seriously of course it's not because he's a porn yeah. star but he well, should even be that. i mean he a black man and what if it if it won porn and if it was a job interview or a work work relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like black man still gets shafted. People don't like he white Americans don't look at more serious though. Like he would still probably get shafted, but well, they're not even gonna entertain this. Probably, you know, we seeping into another dialogue out of this. But like white people don't take white people's racism towards black people seriously. No. They don't. We take white people's racism towards us very seriously. We have to. It's a life or death situation in some case. Like we don't have the luxury of not taking it seriously because it could lead to some very serious fucking outcomes. That's where we. Seen. That's where we keep getting to that. You know, we you got to know what's in their heart. The only what? thing that I'm for certain that is in somebody's heart is blood. And <laughs> if you eat like Donald Trump, fatty. <laughs> Fatty content, okay. That is all that I know. Race, all that shit. That ain't got nothing to do with no damn heart. Heart don't do nothing but pump blood. That why like that, that shit confused me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's the stupidest. From shit. the bottom of my heart, your heart ain't got shit to do with thoughts, emotions, or feelings, or none of that shit. But, but if that's how you want to feel, but you fine. know that for centuries the heart has been connected to the emotion of love. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I do know I that there's something. I don't know why they even start because a heart looks nothing like the drawing that we because, use. <laughs> because, this is from my research. Okay. Because a heart in our society has been 
equated to the shape of a woman's ass. <laughs> because what? from the from the male from a, a, a patriarchal society <laughs> where the men run the show, when they get to define what this thing look like, they do it based off of what they like to see in women. So every time I send a heart emoji, I'm basically sending somebody an ass shot. <laughs> you no, no, because ain't not ass shot is an ass shot. <laughs> you are sending somebody the concept from a patriarchal society, which is also misogynist. I always wondered that, that the representation it, of a heart for men it looks is a woman's like, ass. A heart is like a lumpy mass, like what an actual heart looks like. It with got the valves arc, on it the and stuff. And shit. It looks nothing like this little like cutesy shit that we teach kids to draw and that we use as emojis. It looks nothing like that. And I've always been confused like where they got this from because it looks nothing like what an actual heart. And maybe I'm wrong, but I did re- I did research on this. I did research on this when I wrote uh, I wrote them uh, those little writings, the peach thief, the apple thief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I looked it up with those. And so I was like, seriously? And I just kept looking. That's like it kept going back to that. So if somebody have a like real, real understanding of where that come from. But that's like where it's at least hypothesized to come from. So nobody funny. knows. Yeah. But that's where it's hypothesized to come so from. Funny, man. But that don't have anything to do with with race. Like race is like conditioning is what you taught. Like yeah. you know, everybody in the world will say you know a kid ain't a kid don't become racist because they're inherently racist. It, it's because the society that we live in is inherently racist, and they're going to come to see racist things, and they're going to come to start realizing that name. White people hang out with white people. Black people hang out with black people. It's learned behavior. I should hang out with white people, yeah. and I shouldn't hang out with black people. And that's what it becomes. So it's learned. So. Oof. We, we we have yet to have a conversation about what to do with good white people. And I keep bringing it up on the podcast. We're going to talk about it coming up soon. But coming soon. that's an issue. That's an issue. Like, I can't fix racism as a person that is discriminated against. The only people that can fix racism is somebody that the races perceive is on equal footing with them. That's it. And if they believe that I am not that I am somehow lesser than them, I am not where the solution is going to be found. Ever. You know, so, just, you know, this story for me, even in its preposterousness, (laughs) you know, it just made me see that, like, man, this man blatantly told him that he didn't want to be called a nigga. And the crazy thing about it is, I think this is the only only place in the world where a white person will ask a black person if it's okay for them to call them that. <laughs> but you know what? They still called him that they shit. They still did it. They, didn't get they it. legitimately still called him that after he asked. Like, ain't nowhere else where it's appropriate for except in the bedroom if you're in an interracial relationship and you want to do some slave master play. I don't know Who if that's a thing or the not. fuck agrees to that? It is a thing because I feel like we did a letter about this maybe at the beginning when we first started doing the podcast where there was a woman who married this white man and he started wanting to do that and then it started carrying over into their like regular life where he would make jokes at her expense when they were out with his friends and shit. Who would agree to that? First of all, I no longer date white men because of reasons that I've, I think I've stated on the show before. But if I did... And you came at me with some let's 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 play slave master tonight type shit. Like, how 
can you in good conscience agree to that? I have nothing against role playing, but like a a, a role in which I'm gonna be degraded to that point. Like so, some what people like being degraded. So what does that mean? What does that what does that mean that you think of me when we're outside of of these instances? Like that's why I couldn't be okay with it because if you're willing to degrade me here, <laughs> you can't think much of me outside of this. But what about what about not what about degrading but not with race? Like what about like uh submissives? Because the context of submissives is being a big part is being controlled, but some of it is being degraded. It is. Some I, of it is being talked from. I don't down really upon. understand that concept either, but I feel like, I don't know. With race, I feel like. You feel like race is just off limits, should be off limits. Because it, it so easily can become carried over into the rest of life. Not to mention in an interracial relationship, it's probably people in your family already. Who don't you know what I'm saying? Like, especially down here in the south. Like, it's probably some shit I already have to deal with in our regular life because your grandparents is racist as fuck. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> we we can't barely even go over to their house and shit because they still calling me color or whatever. Like You know what? For I that just, role playing, you ain't even gotta you ain't even gotta be playing old slave master. You could just be playing just Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanna you wanna call them the N word, just play Alabama. <laughs> they still doing that. Now. They do it everywhere, but they you know, do. I live in Alabama and yeah. I've seen it happen. It like happens. dude I called me a nigga passing by me on the road. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I have no idea what I did. <laughs> I really feel like he just said, I'm calling somebody a nigga today. Yep. I feel like this he nigga. felt like that when he woke up this, that morning and he got on his motorcycle. Yeah. I don't know what I did on the road. He rode by and yeah, a nigga and just kept going. I'm like so weird. Glad you got it off your chest. <laughs> Hope you feel better because of it. But I just that I just feel like Alabama because race is something that, especially if you're in an interaction. And Leroy actually talked about this with him and his wife. It's something that they they see regularly. I just feel like that's something that you carrying over into the bedroom and into your private time is too much. Like if you're doing like the submissive dominance. You're probably not going to be treated that way with him outside of that. But like race shit happens all the time, every day. <laughs> you know, like I just, uh, I don't understand it. Like, no, we never playing slave master and slave, bitch. <laughs> no. And the fact that you even asked me, we not even going to, I couldn't be with somebody after that. Like, even if you were just asking and I, I said, no, I'm looking at you different now. <laughs> I can't be with you anymore. I was playing um I was playing a game with some guys. Like it's another thing that white people do that like that 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 don't mean no harm by it. Like if they are using I think it depends on the kind of person, but if they are going to like they will they will use the N word. They'll say nigga. Like out of the outside of the con like they I don't believe they racist. I don't believe they believe they racist. They just like but to say they are not willing to censor a word, or at least they are not even willing to question whether that word is problematic. I don't understand why they. Ha- it's like Lil Dicky, the Chris Freaky Friday song when <laughs> he became Chris Brown. One of the first things was like, "Can I say the N word? What up, my nigga? <laughs> my nigga, yeah. fuck you, nigga." Like. But and I know that was like satirical, but I feel like white people are real. Like it's like they get so excited. Why do you care this much about this well, word? Well, one, black people are cool as fuck. We are cool as fuck. Two, 
we are a large part of black culture. Let me say we black culture is a large driving force for a lot of the cultural, a lot of our cultural context of our society. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of things originate with black community, whether it's dialogue or video types or things of that nature. Music genres. But when you have white people who are want to deeply feel connected to black people, that's just another thing that I think they perceive as not cool as, as in itself, but the representation of how we use it towards one another. I think a lot of them want to say it. And I think Lil Dicky falls under the category of people who would like to be connected enough to have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, as misguided as it is, my cousin used to have a white girlfriend, Heather. And she used to say, nigga, around the house. You know, and my cousins are just they don't give a shit about nothing so it's like <laughs> it ain't really nothing anybody can do there like provoke them and i didn't care just because i support your ability to be able to say whatever the hell you want to i i can't support you know i can't shield you from the consequences of it so i had a conversation with her i was like what do you say that for you know like what makes you say that because we accept you without you having to say it and and you keep saying it, you know, regardless. So, like, what what is it about that? And then I just gave her the rundown of, you know, what I don't want to do in this house and what I don't want us to do is set you up for <laughs> thinking that black people are okay with this. Because <laughs> they're like, not going to be. <laughs> not every black person okay with this. We accept you. And so the things you do, we accept. But I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't <laughs> let you know this. And she stopped saying it after that, you know. But, you know, I... I try to do my part in that situation, but I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, just, I don't know what to do with some of this stuff. Yeah. I don't know what to do with some of it. But but that's 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 my story on that. That's all I got. I avoided talking about Tierra Marie because I know this is going to become a disgusting conversation. It don't have to. I feel, uh, I feel very uh, forgiving today. <laughs> <laughs> I let you loose on the cock ring situation, so I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep it PG, thirteen, seventeen. Um, oh Jesus! Now you keep going. <laughs> um. So, if y'all don't know, Tierra Marie had a singing career, but like, depending on how old you are, you may not know that. You may only know her from Little Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> Either way, so last week was it last week? A video of her getting showered upon with semen uh, came out, and Fifty Cent actually posted it on his Instagram and got in trouble for it. And so the same lady that was, or is it her mom? I know it is Lisa Bloom. Same lady that was like helping, supposed to be helping Black China sue Rob for all of that shit when he was releasing shit about her. Is supposed to be helping Tierra Marie release or sue her boyfriend who she is saying leaked the video. Her boyfriend's name is Akbar Abdul Ahad. <laughs> he wasn't born with that name. He must have became Muslim and changed his name to that junk. He must have, because it's Akbar Abdul Ahad. Um, he said he didn't release the video or whatever. I don't really care who released the video. I just and let me just say this. I wholeheartedly believe that this is a situation the same as Mimi Faust. 
and that shower curtain porn that was released. I feel like Mona Scott, this shit comes out when a new season's supposed to come on to get people to watch. Because this will be mentioned on this season of the show. And so I feel like this was just like publicity for people to watch this show. I, because then it later on came out, Mimi was on the show acting like, Oh my God, somebody stole the tape. No. And then you find out that she released it. She was in agreement with it. Thought she was going to get some money off of it. And I feel like this shit with Tia Marie is going to be exactly the same. No, I think she's genuinely. Why? What do you mean? Why do you think that? I mean, I guess time will tell if it's really the case, but Cause I feel like the first only- off, it is it wasn't enough that was released. You know, I mean, that legitimately just looked like some accidental release footage outside of how she's responded to it. Like, it ain't no kind of setup. It's just, you know. I didn't see it, so. Yeah, it's just a little short clip of, you know, their sexual escapades and you know it just don't so the the material that was released and how it was released matches her response versus with Mimi then we knew she had cameras <laughs> set up and it was on purpose you know so it just seemed now time will tell whether it, it was or not but I just feel like it's a convenient time for that to have happened let me I was in a group and this dude said you know if you ever in front of a camera, you should expect it to be released. And he got roasted in the group by the women. You know, <laughs> he said what he he said. I don't know if he meant to say that or not, because I'm tired of people saying, well, this is what he meant to say. Like with Kanye, this is what he meant to say. He might have meant to say he what, said he said, what he said. Nigga. But let me let me give a better version of what he was saying. Um, I think that you can't rule out all the possibilities of what you're doing at that time. Nope. I think that if you have a camera in your face and somebody is recording that you trust today, if you don't trust them tomorrow, what's going to happen with that? Yep. If your relationship goes down the drain very, very quickly, what is going to happen to that that footage and material? You know, are they vindictive enough of a person to put it out there? I'm not saying you should expect them to do it. I'm saying that you should be prepared for the worst case scenarios of participating in something that can leave you very vulnerable and very exposed when you don't want to be. I'm an avid believer of leaving no evidence behind. I just can't. I don't understand. First of all, you need to be in the moment. (laughs) And then secondly, you know, most of the time when this shit happens, it's not like it's with somebody that these people just met. It's somebody that they were in a relationship with, that they they loved, that they had trust for. So that tells me that you just never fucking know. So to protect myself, I've just always been like, no, no evidence ever. Now they, it's, <laughs> it's homegrown porn websites where like people upload porn on their um, just regular folks, just like like porn YouTube, people <laughs> upload what they want to, and there's a lot of women on there that like wrap their heads up or they so buy a specific see. type of mask or something because I do think that that recording is some level of voyeurism. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that some dudes and some women like get off a little bit more knowing that they're being watched or there's potential to be watched somewhere. It's just that dudes always have the luxury of being hidden in that because when it comes to the porn industry, the women are supposed to be the highlight of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
I think that I mean there's room for that, but you have to be careful. But I feel like that's with, a different with, with that kind of situation. If you know like you're doing this for upload, that's different than you feeling like, oh, I love him and he loves me and we're gonna do this. And then when y'all ain't well, yeah, and, and, and to be honest, to be honest, I'm it's a whole bunch of that stuff on them websites that I'm sure were not consented. And I'm sure it's a bunch of women out there who going to work and interacting with their family and it's dudes releasing stuff online about them that they don't know is out there and somebody at some point probably gonna let them know hey you know i mean i know i i, I got a friend that i know who said a dude put you know interactions with them too on on, on website you know and told her that he did and then she was like take it down now and so i i know a lot of that goes on but fuck that that's what I'm saying. Like, you just... gotta be careful in that situation. Like, like you said. I mean, when you say I love you, I trust you. I don't think you do anything bad to me. Yesterday, Today. you won't. Yeah, well, that's what, what I'm saying. You don't. What never happens know. tomorrow when y'all's relationship has went south, and or he them he been cheating on you, and now you gotta let him go, and he mad, you know, or 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 somebody got a hold of his phone, one of his homeboys, you know, it can be so many different mm-hmm. reasons why. You need to be careful when you get ready to do something like that. You know, he, I mean, that person can be prosecuted. Revenge porn is a problem, you yep. know. But even if he's prosecuted, you you not gonna be able to get your dignity back nope. or whatever. And everybody whatever you lost. And once something out on the internet and completely erasing it from everywhere is difficult to accomplish. I feel like if I become famous, I'm just gonna throw a preemptive sex tape out there <laughs> just to do it be like i already know i, I got famous with a sex tape, ar- type tape already out there i don't care <laughs> oh did you see that uh this ain't a part of my story but did you see that kaya got married i did see that i was did surprised. you see the dude yeah he looks regular he looked like uh he looked like idris elba but if he only got like fifty percent of the nutrients he should have from his parent at birth, <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know where you were going with this because I was like, "Interest Elba." Yes, but only if he did not get all of what he was supposed to get while he was in the womb. <laughs> his, uh, but you know. Who did we really expect Kaya to end up with? I mean, he looked way more regular than what I would have given. I would have thought that she would have ended up with a nigga that looked like Quavo or Offset, like one of the Migos. That's tatted up, dread. Like, I just felt like that's who she was going to be with. He looked regular as fuck for her. So I was surprised. Yeah, but, you know. (laughs) So, okay. He, um, I wonder if he asked her for like a we got to go to the clinic when he started dating. Like, you know, them rumors about you was that you had AIDS and you do look like you kind of could have it. So <laughs> let's go to the clinic and get this fixed up. Oh, my, so this has nothing to do with anything. What? And it's a pretty terrible story. Oh, okay. But, okay. So I found this YouTube channel of this guy. This white guy who has done a lot of time in prison. So he made these videos about what prison is really like. Oh, I know somebody else who watched them. So, 
I watched a bunch of his video, and then so then my recommend that you know YouTube, it, it, you can fuck your recommendations up if you watch too much of the same <laughs> thing. So then they started recommending these other videos, and there was this one. I felt so bad for this guy. It's such a terrible story. I don't even know the the AIDS is what made me think of it. This guy, little skinny white guy, young. I think he was twenty at the time. Was drunk driving and killed somebody. Vehicle homicide and. Because he was white. They only gave him a year and like a bunch of probation, right? So that sounds fine. <laughs> Just a year. He went into prison. Immediately when he got in there, like he was approached by people that was like, hey, you know, looking at you, you're going to need some protection. Like, you know, because he'd never even been in any kind of trouble at all. So like he just looked like a deer in headlights. So he got like $70 in commissary. I can't remember if it was weekly or monthly. They was like, you give us $60 (laughs) of your 70 and we'll protect you. So he did. They did not protect him. Okay. He giving them this money. He get, still getting into fights and shit. And, like, they're not helping him. And so he started doing some kind of classes. And he thought he had class on a Saturday. He didn't. So he goes to the building where the class is. And the door closed. And, like, six dudes, like, jumped him, beat him, raped him for, like, a long time. And he had to be, like, hospitalized. And then they flagged him, apparently, where any any they moved him around because he was, like, a victim to different jail. Like, he never stayed in one place, and he had a lot more protection and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, service year, he get out. Trying to put all of this behind him. And then he finds out. he They tested him when he was hospitalized behind this he was fine but he gets tested upon leaving prison and contracted hiv from the rape damn one year is all he got one year this all happened in a year's time well what's just all it takes is one bad fuck to get aids what are you talking about What do you mean? I'm saying, though, but, like, this is why I want to stay my black ass out of prison. Like, even if you don't get a long sentence. (laughs) What do women get raped with? I think objects. I think they use whatever objects they have lying around. I guess. I don't want to know. I don't know. These are raw. I haven't seen it. You know what? Maybe I should find some women videos. But I, all of the ones that I've seen are like dudes that have been to prison. Like, And what the, the other guy that I was watching, he showed you how to make prison. Like he made a pizza. At the end of it, the shit looked like a pizza. I was so impressed. The, the, the crust was like crackers. Like saltine crackers and uh, Ritz crackers that he like crunched up, put water in. And, like, made it into a crust and, like, put it in the microwave and cooked it. And, like, it looked like a pizza. It's amazing. That's why I ain't going to jail. <laughs> because, number one, I am a strong advocate for deliciousness. And while I'm sure you can make deliciousness from... Whatever you have. Saltine, crackers, and ketchup packets. <laughs> but I ain't trying to live that life. I, and... What I don't remember what state was it Alabama? The Alabama sheriff that apparently when you 
Oh, he was using that money. Whatever money you pay for food for the prison system, whatever's left over, apparently the sheriff can just get it. So and he, he had bought, a beach house. He bought like a seven hundred thousand dollar beach house from the money that he's supposed to be using for prison. And they talking about the food that the maggots got maggots in it, and how they get meat donated that is not good for consumption, and like it is fucking horrendous. Yeah, how little we think of human life. Once the jail system has determined that they've done something enough to go to jail. Yeah. And there was supposed to be a prison reform with Meek Mill meeting with Donald Trump. Oh. But a lot of high profile black folks called him and said, Don't don't meet with Trump. Nope. You know, it's it's a bad idea. It's gonna be a problem. Yep, it's a bad idea. And very bad idea. But I mean it it's a very interesting like the the one guy not not the guy that got raped that was i just watched that one video and i was like i can't watch any more of these but he talks about like what they he was a tattoo artist um this particular guy covered in tattoos and actually he is doing very well for himself now like he he is very artistic his dad owns like a shop where they make these custom boards surfboards but they're not for surfing. They uh, put different designs on them, and they're for hanging up. And they look amazing. Like, he's such a talented guy. Um, but he talks about, like, tattooing, the dangers of tattooing. He said he was tattooing Crips and Bloods, and, and that almost got it. Because at first they were cool with, you know, him tattooing both sides, and then it was an issue. And he's just talking about his experiences. Uh, he talked about him having a cell mate that was a pedophile he didn't know at first that he was a pedophile but he kept getting these catalogs in like babies are us and different like kids catalogs and when he confronted him about it his thing was well you know i got a lot of nieces and nephews and i'm trying to like you know pick out stuff for when i get out he said that that's not unusual because people do do that like you know trying to mentally get out of where they are so they just like daydream about the stuff that they would do if they were out and so you know he said that that wasn't all right, but one night he caught him masturbating with one of the magazines, and so then everybody found out, and it wasn't good for the pedophile after that. Well, he said the COs like the COs will tell. I know they let that shit happen. That's a yeah. problem with the prison. We like, man, if you a conservative and you say if you pro life, you need to be pro life from the fucking cradle to the grave. Yeah, from my perspective. And you can't condone. But you know what? Fuck, fuck we talking about prison for. Shooting just happened. Shooting's happening left and right yep. with kids. They, and they ain't care. giving a fuck enough to change anything about nope. the political climate with guns nope. to, to act like we even concerned with kids that got a future. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm sitting here talking about we need to start treating prisoners better. <laughs> Hell, we need to start treating the damn kids yeah. better. Very true. I've been in a school where a shooting happened. Yeah. It wasn't a mass shooting, but a student died. That shit is hard yeah. for them kids. And there were two closer in time at that school. Well, the second one wasn't at the school, but it was a student that went to the school. And, you know, there's a lot of people out here talking about these crisis actors. And I'm like, the crisis are not the crisis actors, but the, the, the conspiracy people that say crisis actors, crisis actors. And asking the school to provide proof of these people dying. Like, why Which don't y'all provide proof of these, like, crisis actors? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, how big is a conspiracy? How big is a conspiracy? How did the shooter know which school had crisis actors at it? Or is the shooter a part of the crisis actor stuff? So, and if so, then why would he sacrifice himself? What What is the goal? So, I had a client who was like, he was very, I ended up having to refer him out. I'll just say that he has a lot of stuff going on, but uh, very paranoid. And so, Sandy Hooks uh, was one where there's a lot of people that believe that that didn't happen and they were actors. He said that the purpose of that, he the shooter, the the police, the the responders, everybody was in on it. And he said that it is to stir up controversy surrounding the gun argument. That people do this in order to get their point across as far as their side of the gun debate. That was what his belief was. So we believe one side of the political scope has the clout mm-hmm. to set up a school, mm-hmm. actors to come to the school, which, mind you, it would be easily verifiable if, like, 20 people joined this school, like, in a month before, mm-hmm. and they happened to be the ones that got shot or something like that. Police systems, and then they got to get a, a person that is willing to give up their life by going in and shooting these people. And somebody sets that up just so the possibility that their argument is heard more. Mm-hmm. This shit been going on since 1998. I it ain't changed shit. No. This has been 20 years. It has, but it's been 20 years and stirring that up. Like so, I mean, I just doesn't make sense. But you I need, said you wanted to know well, what the purpose. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that's that, what they believe. The and that's my point. Is. Like I, I don't have no problem listening to that dialogue, but I need more evidence. Like oh, well, what yeah. is the what? Well, he kept trying to get me to go to some website that like proves the tarps and some shit. He was I don't I didn't go look at it to be honest because I, I at that point I just not need, just like, that other stuff he has said led me to know that I've been watching them videos and they have a whole bunch of dots that they connect, but they never connected from a starting point. Mm-hmm. They never have something that made them led them to believe that this is why this is. I think they have a general as the government trying to fuck us over and so they be finding all these different ways to connect shit but it's not a established starting point like you got to have a if then like if you believe in science you got to have an if then you know a hypothesis to determine whether if this shooting happened then there must be some reason for this shooting to happen like that it never starts from that it's just look at these people Look at that thing. Look at the timing of this right here. Look at this person's history. The FBI knew about this person. They didn't stop him. Like, it it start in the middle of the dots. <laughs> you know, it don't start at the beginning and it ain't really no end. So, I'll, Why I'll just be trying to understand. Do that? Like, the other side could set up where guns saved a bunch of... Yeah, if that was the thing, if, if we're doing all of these things in the background... That would be a like, better one. That yeah. would be, like, if... if because it sounds like only the left is doing that shit yeah. if that's the case. Because the right could create a situation where, like, let's get a kid to run in with some blanks or his gun jam mm-hmm. and somebody come out with a gun in the school or and save, the, them. Or yeah. save them. They could do that. Like, why wouldn't it be, why would it only be one side doing this and why would they be willing to sacrifice people to do it and why would the people be willing to sacrifice themselves to do it? Well, but so supposedly the people don't die. Like, they get shot with, like, movie theater the same way people in movies get shot and it seem like they're dead so nobody's actually dying in these scenarios according to the conspiracy theorists they don't die 
they look dead like in a movie but they're not and the same the shooters aren't actually sacrificing themselves either but what like where's the evidence to show that oh listen you know? i'm with you i'm just saying yeah, like i'm just asking i'm not asking you oh, okay. i'm asking like <laughs> like i don't I'm, know that's just general i'm generally yeah. interested in where that is so but talking about since we're talking about guns mm-hmm. there's a, a girl from kent state fuck that bitch who bought a ar-15 AR no ar-10 yeah to to school to uh not protest, but to support her right to defend herself. And she bought a gun to Kent State, which is where, you know, back in the 70s, they had that or a riot and they killed, you know, military killed a bunch of students. Not a bunch, like four students, I think. Um, but they were shooting a bunch of them. They killed four uh, because of a protest or a riot. Something was happening. And, uh, and she bought her gun to the school and she is upset because what was she upset she's saying that people were calling her racist or they were no she said that people were saying racist things to her saying that you know white privilege is the only reason why she was allowed to carry the gun bitch that's true let me first of all let me just say this just it's so many things wrong with this story you are aware just like the rest of us about all of these shootings that are happening with ar style guns you know how like nervous that makes people you not giving a fuck about anybody else on this fucking campus decide to take a gun that is reminiscent of guns that have been used in mass shootings here recently and you don't give a fuck enough about anybody else but yourself and your little protest or whatever the fuck it is you think that you're doing that you're going to bring this and make everybody else uncomfortable. And if you don't think that you are allowed to walk your white ass around on that campus simply because you are white, because if my black ass went to any fucking campus with an AR anything, I can guarantee you that I would be tackled, hopefully not killed, but arrested and taken off, off the campus. So there's no way that Lillian Ann or whatever the fuck her name is does not believe or does not recognize that she was allowed to do this because she's a, a little white girl on the campus. Fuck you, Lillian. You full of shit. Bro, if white people really want to test the bounds of racism, they'll they'll find the black people to do that with. Black but person. No, it to do was that a with. video. It was a video that was going around. Of this very thing, they had a, a white guy with an AR, uh, one of those assault rifles, walking down the street. Nothing happened. Went down over a block, had a black guy do the same fucking shit. Police were called. <laughs> they pulled, stopped him. Like, it was a whole fucking thing. And I seen that video. But what I'm saying is, a white person need to do that walking next to a black person. <laughs> like, yeah, we ain't willing to take... Because it's one thing, one or two things, like, black people don't get pulled up with white people. White people get pulled down with black people. Yeah. So if you are walking next to a black person and the police rush in, y'all both going to jail. Yep. And you're going to jail because of your connection to a black person and a system that looks at black people and says, you must be a threat. Oh, you don't got that gun because you want to defend your Second Amendment rights. You got that gun because you're about to do some crimes. But a white person who got a gun are defending their Second Amendment rights. And you know what? The crazy thing to me about it is those white people are really defending the idea. Like, guns are a symbol. Guns are a symbol in America 
that you can have a certain amount of power that we will let you have. Guns, if the police want to fuck up your community, they will come fuck up your community. Guns ain't going to protect you. People talking about we got guns to protect us from a tyrannical government. You ain't got no tank. <laughs> you ain't got no rocket launcher. You got no nuclear weapons. Like You don't have the <laughs> things that they can use to destroy you if they want you destroyed. You don't got chemical weapons. <laughs> that is a elementary as argument from a tyrannical government what bro the government can shut your power off yeah and you can't see nothing in your house and you can't feed yourself because your food don't spoil Terry the government, so guns are a mere symbol and you know what a girl like this is ignorant enough to fall for what america will let you have mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying that that guns are bad in that sense I'm just saying guns don't protect you from shit government related. Nope. Guns protect you from somebody breaking your house and your neighbor. But that is also going into the argument of why you don't need a a gun that is of high capacity to stop that person. And the gun of high capacity that you have, if you believe will stop the government, won't stop that government. And it's a lot of solutions that we need as it pertains to guns. The problems with guns, as I continue to reiterate, but you know, I learn more things as I continue as these things continue to happen, unfortunately, is that it's going to take new politicians because a lot of politicians are in the bed with the NRA. And ain't nothing gonna change as long as that's going on. Mm-mm. We need to talk about how money is in politics the way that it is, because as long as the NRA is able to fund these politicians and fund these campaigns, it's gonna continue to be a situation. We need to talk about mental health. People always like to divert on the right, always like to divert the mental health when it comes to the gun dialogue, but they have yet to put their foot in a plan that actually addresses mental health as it pertains to that thing. We got to talk about the school systems. This is a problem, mm-hmm. but this ain't a problem in the black community. As much as people want to talk about the black community. Now, don't get me wrong. The the black community is heavily under weaponized. Mm-hmm. We, the black community don't have a lot of guns, a lot of weapons. Because the same process by which white people get guns is harder for black people to get guns. If you live in a state where you can go to a pawn shop and have a gun by the time you walk out of there, it's going to be harder for a black man to do that versus a white man. You know what I'm saying? So we got a whole bunch of different issues to address. It ain't like the right say, well, it ain't got nothing to do with access to guns. It's just mental health. No, not necessarily. And it ain't just what the left say. It's just access to guns. It ain't, you know, they say it got something to do with mental health too, but like they want something to do with guns. But I tell you the reality, they don't want to take your guns away. Maybe it's some extreme people on the left who want to take guns away but as a whole the dialogue is about gun control not gun removal it's about looking at understanding what's going on with guns the issue with chicago is not that chicago just run amok with guns they got some of the harshest gun laws the problem is the state next to them indiana don't have no gun laws so chicagoans go right to indiana get all the guns they want because there's not a universal regulation or acknowledgement or control of guns and they bring them right back to chicago so it don't really matter how firm the rules in just like parenting it don't matter how firm mama rules is if daddy let the kid get away with them rules every day 
the kid ain't gonna give a fuck about them rules. Have to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? And we don't have a consistent system in America by which we know who got gun. Like to me, I feel like we should be able to know who's amassing an arsenal. Yeah. And I think we need to have levels of what that means. I mean, I think you should probably register as a gun enthusiast and 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 a connoisseur. Mm-hmm. That way, when those persons with that kind of acknowledgement amasses weapons, it makes sense because they just really like guns and that's what they're gonna do. And we need to know people who ain't connoisseurs. So when they start amassing weapons, oh shit, this might be a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We need to be able to know if somebody over the course of their 30 years ain't really fooled with guns and now they got 20 within a year. I mean, why can't we just know stuff like that? And, and the right would say, well, that's individual freedoms. Then why the fuck you support abortion? You True. support abortion because you believe it's about baby killing, but you conveniently don't look at it as being a right that's being taken away from a woman to choose. Like, the right is so gung-ho about freedoms when it's freedoms that they agree with. Mm-hmm. When it's freedoms that you don't agree with, you don't you okay with them being taken away. And the left I don't I just don't even know how to define the left. I mean, I I the the way that I get this dialogue is for the people that say the left or the right, they both bad, you know? The left ain't doing enough for black people. You know what I'm saying? If I was in quicksand, and I probably not said this on here before, why don't we keep saying it? If I was in quicksand, and I'm my head is sticking out and my nose is just coming out of the quicksand, and I'm and I'm about to die. I don't give a fuck what the intentions of the person that reached out to save me is. I don't give a damn if it's a clansman that, clansman that reached his damn hand out to pull me out the quicksand. If I get out, I don't care what his intentions are. And from a Demo- Democrat versus Republican perspective, I feel like the Democrats, whether their intentions are genuine or not, are sticking their hands out to pull me out of some quicksand, even if it's for their own personal fuck-ass agenda to do so. And... The Republican Party is, or the Democratic Party, is being more and more and more infiltrated, if you want to say that, from a government perspective, by black people. So it's coming to represent people that look like me more and more and more, as opposed to the Republican Party. So at some point, even if the intention ain't genuine now, when when the Democratic Party start looking more and more and more and more black, it's going to start representing me more and more and more and more. Even if the original intention of the Democratic Party was still for some kind of leverage you know to get black people support you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm really over that dialogue but didn't mean to get into politics like that went on a little rant but <laughs> fuck lillian i'm done with the rant fuck her uh only other thing i have y'all's tamara not tamara tia from Timi tia maori i forgot how hard it got this her last name had a her baby recently and posted a picture of herself and she looked like what you supposed to look like when you've just given birth only thing that i wanted to say about that is y'all gotta stop letting these celebrities give you unrealistic expectations for your snapback game after you have a baby you carried a whole nother person on the inside of you and liquid that kept them juicy for nine months (laughs) like it gonna take you a little bit of time and that's okay but i feel like these celebrities get surgeries or they do all of these extreme things so that they have a baby and and the next week they look like they did before they had the baby 
We women have enough unrealistic expectations to be out here trying to live up to. Can you please just let bitches have babies and be chubby for a little while? Like, good God. Like, I just, I was so happy when I saw her make that post because I was like, I wish more people would do this because Kyla Jenner had that baby in the next week. And then the, here's the thing. Kyla Jenner did not actually look like that. She there, there was Photoshop in her pictures. It just gives us unrealistic expectations. Cause I can guarantee you that if I have a baby with somebody and and the next week they asking me when I'm gonna drop this weight, that's gonna be a punch to your fucking face. Don't be out here telling me what none of these other heifers did. Okay? I just popped this kid out. And I'm still up and down with him in the middle of the night and feeding him and shit. So you can get out my face. Talking about these 20 pounds that I need to lose is coming. But yeah, I just had the child last week. But kudos to her for, for giving people what it actually looks like when you've had a baby. You don't automatically lose all the weight the next week. That ain't how that shit works. It ain't even how your body meant to work. And that's okay. It's fine. Be chubby for a little while. You earned it. <laughs> shit. Can't even imagine carrying a whole person around for nine months. And again, you can't, not only the baby, the jelly that they, they live in <laughs> and all of this baby other jelly. shit. Like, give yourself some time. Shit. It's fine. Be chubby. Just be chubby for a little while. Now, on the flip side of that, don't be one of these people who never lose the baby weight and be mad at the baby. You could have lost this weight. <laughs> look what you did to me. No, look what you allowed to just sit and fester. Like, if you don't, if you want to lose the weight, lose the weight. You can't sit around and think it's just going to fall off. It's going to take some effort on your part. Talking about this baby weight. No, that's grown-ass adult weight. <laughs> that kid is 18 ass. now. What are you yeah. talking about? Shit. Baby weight my ass. <laughs> Blaming that junk on the baby. Baby ain't had shit to do with it. No, this nigga finna You had <laughs> sex You knew what was gonna happen When you had sex well, Unless you didn't Which means that You had the wrong kind of sex Which is unprotected <laughs> Now If you had protected sex And the condom broke Then you could've used the condoms With the spermicide in it Could've took a plan B But I guess if you didn't expect For the condom to break And then if you didn't know The condom broke then But you need to make Better decisions anyway <laughs> You making poor decisions it's a lot of instances in which, you know, it could have happened by accident, but you know what? It still was a series of decisions that you made <laughs> that were not, you shouldn't have made those. You should have made better decisions. So I can't really, you can't, you ain't off the hook. No. That ain't baby fat. That's not that baby fat. That is grown fat. as your fat. And you need to do something about it if you want to. And that's if you want to. And that's the thing. I had a friend. They get on my fucking nerves because she had a baby and then just start making fat jokes about herself. Guess what? If you don't like it, lose it. You are literally doing nothing at all to lose this weight. So stop making these self-deprecating comments about yourself because if it truly bothers you. Now, if you're trying to lose weight and it's just, you ain't been able to do it, I can get how that would be frustrating. But if you're sitting your ass on the couch watching USA Day to Day, and and not doing shit. And yeah, where the fuck you think it's gonna go besides where it's at? It's gonna sit there. The way you sitting your ass on that couch, that fat gonna sit its ass on your body. Yep. Stupid. With your dumb ass. <laughs> Let me see what else I got. Uh, it was one more thing. Well, one more thing about the uh, school shooting. Ugh. Uh, the boy said that 
he killed people he didn't like and spared people that he did like. The first Ooh. person that he killed was a girl who had been turning down his his uh can't even be out here telling niggas no thank to you to go on a date and uh, and she embarrassed him the week before somehow. But he is one of the first people that she that she killed. So I'm saying that to say for those of you raising boys, those of who you who will have boys in the future, or those of you who was a boy <laughs> that became a man on this bullshit, women don't owe you nothing. Not a goddamn right. thing. Now, I mean, clearly you're entitled to be as angry with a woman on that irrational basis as you would like, but a woman don't owe you anything. Why I got the dado? Fuck, like, and this. I'm, I'm gonna get on my phone box. You don't need to this. be raising your kids to believe that a woman owes you something. You need to actually be vigilant in helping your child understand that a woman don't owe him shit. Because if you leave it up to society, if you leave it up to let your kid watch movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, they're going to pick up that men are superior. They're going to pick up that misogyny. They're going to pick that shit up because our society don't veer away at all from when men want to do shit. But it subdued the idea that a woman can do shit on her own and don't need to be defined by the man that she's standing next to rather than on her own. It's such bullshit. Like... That everybody like anybody I tell about the Jamaican that lives in my building, they're like, "Well, why don't you, why don't you just tell them you're not interested? Wouldn't it be lovely if it was just that fucking simple? Wouldn't it be great if somebody told me that they were interested in me and I could just be like, well, you know, I don't feel the same way, and we could go on about our lives and just live them? That would be amazing. And there are guys that will just take it and be like, okay, that's fine, and that'll be it. But you have niggas like the Jamaican who that is not acceptable they are not going to fucking accept that and that is such bullshit it's such fucking bullshit that you can't just not and i ain't even talking about these women who make a big scene and embarrass somebody and you don't need to do all of that but i should be able to take no thank you or i'm not interested and you be able to accept that shit and walk the fuck away but it's niggas that can't do that or that choose not to do that and it is bull shit i gotta die because i'm not interested in you really i gotta die so i gotta pay for your feelings of rejection with my life that don't seem a little ridiculous a little extreme you ain't gotta die you just gotta carry the blockbuster with you <laughs> shouldn't have to do Those that either start calling the pistol blockbuster, the blockbuster. <laughs> Pay homage to one of my favorite movie, movie and video game spots of all time. But I shouldn't have to carry guns around either. You should just be able to get out your fucking feelings and just accept that somebody just ain't interested in you. It happens. You know, just niggas that ain't interested in me. You don't see me out here blowing people away because I gotta know or I don't or, or you didn't call me or like the fuck. It happens. Everybody ain't gonna like you. Everybody don't have to like you. Every woman you go up to don't have to give you no play, my nigga. Like, that's not how that works. Move on. The fuck down. I hate that shit, man. A woman who don't like or want to be with me is saving me. Because <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> and I don't want to give my talents to just anybody. Okay? Gonna take your talents to another team. I will in a second. <laughs> I ain't got a contract. 
<laughs> I can do what I want to do. Free agent. You know, like, I don't, I'm, you know, I, I'm a prize myself. I know the woman is the prize and, uh, you know, but as far as I'm concerned, like, you, you are on thin ice with me if you <laughs> if trying to treat me like shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I just don't but every dude though. ain't like that. I don't know how. Man, it's so such entitlement. That male entitlement. And you have to be very careful. You know, with your daughters, you have to explain to your daughters like, you, you know, you sh- this should ha- this should be how it is, but sometimes it ain't. Like you have to prepare your daughters to run into niggas like himself. Like. It's just ridiculous. Like, I just don't understand. Like, you are not entitled to anybody's time. You're not at all. And if they're not interested, okay. She not the last bitch on earth. Like, what is the problem? Relax. <laughs> it's not that deep, bro. It's never that deep. You didn't took away this girl whole future because she didn't want to go out with you. You done took away your whole goddamn future at this point because she didn't want to go out. She's like, really? Was that worth it? Because guess what? You're going to have plenty of dates now with Bubba and them. How about that? You going to like that? And they you ain't going to take no for an answer either. You might like it. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason he, he want to go to jail. They're not going to accept no neither, but they're not going to shoot you. So They're not going to accept no for an answer, brother. No. Same way that you couldn't accept no, you're going to find out what the fuck it feel like to be on the other side of it. Good luck and Godspeed. Stupid. Well, that's all I got. All right. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.